0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, owing God, amen. Who among you is older than 21, anyone older than 21? Okay. Sometimes there are some arguments about issues that the Bible is not clear about it, whether it is right or wrong. For example, that's why I said among oh you above 21. Drinking, some of us, we say, nothing wrong with social drinking. I will nev- never get uh, drunk. I-, I control myself. So I-, I can drink a little bit of wine, and this will not hurt me. And we can get into the argument whether drinking is wrong or right? If, if I drink without getting drunk, is wrong or right? I'm just using drinking as an example. But there are many examples. Dancing, for example, <coughs> uh, in, in uh, like weddings. Is it OK to dance? It's just, as <sharp> you say, let's not dance. Uh, is it right or wrong? And uh, m- many other issues, uh, uh, dating, for example, is it right or wrong, etc. One of the very important chapters in the scripture that's addressing this issue is First Corinthians, chapter eight. Before we read this chapter, I would like to give you background there was also a dispute or debate about we as Christians should we eat what is offered to the idols or not. In the beginning of Christianity paganism was still there and many people were worshipping idols so the sacrifices that are offered to the idols are sold so as a Christian should they eat this sacrifice that's offered to the idols or not and there was a big debate about two groups and this debate based on knowledge the law of knowledge so some people who are saying nothing wrong in eating it. their explanation there is no idols and these idols are statues has no soul has no spirit has no life so for example if I ever offered a sacrifice to this table I'm offering to nothing because this table has no soul, uh, spirit, no soul, nothing. You know? So, it is not wrong. Uh, wh- why you forbid me from eating these sacrifices? It's offered to nothing. Other groups say no. Even if it's offered to nothing, but people who believe that idols are real God, then they will say you are worshiping the idols. That's why when they asked the martyrs to offer incense to the idols, they refused. And the same argument they can say, these idols are nothing. So if we offer incense, I'm offering to nothing, so I can offer it and I don't have to be killed or shed my blood. So there was arguing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So St. Paul actually, of course, with the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, answered it in a very, very wise way. He said such questions, and we can apply it to drinking, dancing, dating, we can apply it to all these things. He said there are two laws, two laws. The law of knowledge and the law of love. The law of knowledge will make us argue forever because I have knowledge and you have knowledge. And you will argue with me and I will argue with you. For example, many people say, What's wrong? Marijuana is legal now. What's wrong if I, if I get marijuana? And I will never get addicted. And some people actually bring researches, say marijuana is good, healthy, good for your health. Of course, these researches are fabricated. Because yani, as a physician, I'm telling you, marijuana can destroy your brain self. That is, yani, if you go to a scientific valid research, you will know what I'm saying is true. But <clears throat> and when we argue based on knowledge, there, what's what's behind the knowledge? Ego. Pride. I know. So I'm defending my opinion. You know? And at the end the at the end the goal is not to win the person, but to win the discussion. And if I have Discussion with you. You have you can have one of two goals. Either to win the discussion, or to win the person. A wise person, a Christian, at the end, my goal is to win you. We continue to be friends and close to each other. But a rightful person doesn't care about winning the other person. All what he cares about to win the discussion. So at the end, you cannot answer me. I want that. So, St. Paul said, the law of knowledge puffs up, make you prideful. But there is another law in handling these issues, is the law of love. What is the law of love? If I eat sacrifices offered to Ida, Although I know nothing wrong in it, because there is nothing called idol. But what about my weak brother? If he is seeing me eating sacrifices over to the idol, he will be offended. He will say, how Amba Yusuf is eating these sacrifices. He is denying God. He is worshiping idols. So I will cause my brother to be offended. That's why he said the law of love Says what? If eating anything will offend my brother, I will not eat it forever. If eating meat will offend you, I'm not going to eat it forever. That is the law of love that cares about another person. And we can apply this, for example, about drinking. If you see me drinking, and you can go and say, I saw abusive of drinking, nothing wrong in it, I started drinking. And let me assume, just assume, when I drink, I never get drunk. Although the research, the statistics, says no one started drinking and never get drunk at least once. So anybody start drinking at least once, At least once, maybe more, got drunk. So, but let me assume Anna and by Yusuf, I'm drinking and I never got drunk. That's why my conscience is never hurting me. Then you see me drinking, and you said nothing wrong in drinking, and you started drinking, and then you lost control. And at the end, you become addict. He my drinking is the reason behind your addiction. I enabled you, I encouraged you to drink. That's why, let me apply the same rule, the law of love. If drinking will cause my brother to sin, I will never drink forever understand now the law of knowledge and the law of love. So let's read a chapter and then I'll speak more about it. First Corinthians chapter 8. He said now concerning things offered to the idols and you can replace things offered to idols can replace now concerning drinking, now concerning dancing, etc. You can just remove things offered to idols and you put any Yani, debatable issue: We know that we all have knowledge. You have knowledge, and I have, and I have knowledge. But what's the problem of knowledge? Knowledge puffs up, but love it defies. So, does this mean Saint Paul doesn't want us to be knowledgeable? We all in school and universities and we want to get grad school and... Why? Knowledge without love puffs up. Knowledge without humbleness puffs up. Yes, knowledge without love and humbleness puffs up. But love, love, the Christian love, the Arabic. If you read Coptic, in Coptic, tea, aghapi. Tea, aghapi. So, love, it defines. You know, aghapi, the Christian love, has four characteristics, important characteristics. Let me tell you these four characteristics. I want you to keep them in your mind. Number one, sacrificial. You know, sacrificial means it gives without any expectation of receiving back. As God gives us what? gives his life. And he has no expectation from us to give him back. So sacrificial. Number two, unconditional. There is no condition for this agami. Yani, God did not make condition for us to receive His love, even the sinners, God loves the sin. God sent His rain on the righteous and the wicked. Did the sun shine on the sinners and the righteous? You may tell me, but yeah, if the sun rises to rises uh, for everyone, do you know the ten plagues? God, in His ability, was able. To make darkness in the houses of the Egyptians, and there is no darkness in the house of the Israelites. The frogs filled the house of the Egyptians, and not the house of the Israelites. So God can do it. God can do it. So love is sacrificial. Also unconditional unconditioned. It's limitless. It's inclusive for everyone. It includes Christian and non-Christian. It is limitless and inclusive. And the last point is willful. Willful, it is the faculty of the will, not of the heart. And your love is a choice, is a decision not an ability. The aghabi the love is a choice. I choose to love all of you. I choose to love my enemies. When the Lord told us love your enemies, do you think in the, I can have emotion for my enemy? No, but it is a decision in my mind. I will show it in action. If your enemy is hungry, give him food. If he thirsty, give him drink. So this love, I will show it in action. As Saint John said, let us love not by words or by tongue, but by actions. By actions. So these are the four characteristics of Aghabi love. Sacrificial, unconditional, limitless, and willful. So he said, Love, it defies. The Aghabi, it defies. But knowledge without love, knowledge without humbleness, it's not And if anyone thinks that he knows anything, he knows nothing, yet as he ought to know. So if you believe that you know anything, anything, and you can say about anything, then your knowledge is not. Why? Because we need to respect our limitation. I could not say I have answer for everything. I have knowledge about everything. We need to respect our limitation. That's why those who take pride or boast about their knowledge, then they know nothing. If they are not humble about their knowledge, they know nothing. But if anyone versus three, loves God, this one is known by Him. If you love God truly and genuinely, then God will know you. He will say, He is my son. He said to the foolish virgins, I don't know you. Of course, God knows everyone. But the word, I don't know you, means you are not in my knowledge. Because you refused to know me. That's why he said here, this one is known by him. He elaborated more in verse 4. Therefore, concerning the eating of things offered to idols, we know that that is the law of knowledge. We know that an idol is nothing in the world and that there is no other God but one. So he explained. I agree with you there is no other God except one. He said, I know the idol is nothing. There is no other God but one. For even if there are so-called gods by pagan, by nations, whether in heaven or in earth, as there are many gods and many lords, yet for us, for us, there is one church, there is one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we for him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things, and through whom we live. However, there is not in everyone that knowledge. Not everyone ha- has his knowledge, because some believes of the idols are through God. No one knows an idol is nothing, and no one knows we only we have only one God. So some people believe in idols. However, there is not in everyone that knowledge. for some with consciousness of the idols, until now, eat it as a thing offered to an idol. So some people until now, when they eat. Their conscience is telling them you're eating something offered to an idol. And their conscience, being weak is defied. Mm-hmm. Weak why? Because he doesn't know the, the church. Why he's weak? Because he believes the idol is, a, is God. And if I offered a sacrifice to the idol, then I'm offering this sacrifice to God. Then St. Paul starts to speak about the law of love. What is the law of love? Food does not condemn us to God, sorry, commend us to God. For neither if I eat, are we the better, nor if we don't eat, we are the worse. Apply this, but for example, drinking. Hell drinking, commend us to God, no? then why should I care that much about drinking? Dancing the same way. And actually, if we start to apply this rule, you will find many, many things actually. We can give it up easily because food does not commend us to God for neither if we eat we are the better, nor if we don't eat are we the worst? But beware lest somehow this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to those who are weak. Means what? Until now I hear this argument. Christ came to set us free. Christ came to liberate us. Why are you are putting these rules on us? There are many rules. The rules is not to limit your liberty, but to protect your liberty. 10. The rules not to attack your liberty or take away your liberty from you, but to protect your liberty. As St. Paul said in verse 9 Be aware lest somehow this liberty of yours become a stumbling block for those who are weak. So when you use liberty, and you make decisions, and you offend others, this can be a stumbling block, and to your brother who is weak, he explains this verse more in verse 10. If, for if everyone, for if anyone sees you who have knowledge, eating in an idol's temple. As I told you, if someone saw me offering incense to the idol, mm. what would he say? Would he say, Yidna is worshipping idols from offering incense? The same way, if somebody you know, sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol temples, although in your mind, idol is nothing, is nothing. So why I should not eat the sacrifice offered to the idol? If someone, that is the law of love, see you who have knowledge, eating in an idol's temple, will not the conscience of him who is weak be emboldened? Yes. As I told you, if you see me drinking, you'll saying nothing, is drinking. I can drink. In the same way, if I see somebody has knowledge, a leader in the church or in the temple, eating from sacrifices offered to the idols, I will eat from it. But in this way, if I believe in idolatry, I will eat from it, but my conscience actually, yani, because it's weak, I'm offended. As St. Paul explained, The conscience of him who is weak be emboldened to eat those things offered to idols. So he will eat things offered to idols, and because he believes in idols, then his conscience will blame him of worshiping idols. And because of your knowledge, shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died? then he had to be paying the value of the human soul. The value of the human soul is that, as St. Peter said, you are purchased not by gold, silver, or precious stone, but you are purchased by blood of lamb, the blood of Christ. So by my knowledge, if somebody is seeing me eating an idol's temple, sacrifice over the idol, then he imitate me and he knows it is wrong. So by my knowledge, my brother actually is defiled. So what is the sin here? The sin here is not the sin of eating the idols. This is not the sin. But what is the sin? It is a sin of offense. Because I offended my brother. So in verse 12 he said, But when you thus sin against the brethren, and wound their weak conscience. You sin against Christ. So if I'm drinking, and I caused you to sin, then I'm sinning against Christ. Not because of the drinking, but because I offended you. The same applies to everything else. That's why in verse 13, that is a the conclusion. Therefore. If food makes my brother stumble, therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never again eat meat, lest I make my brother stumble. So, can we make some resolution like this? If dancing makes my brother stumble, I will never again dance, lest I make my brother stumble. So instead of saying, what will happen to my brother, who have little knowledge or no knowledge, I will, it's my responsibility Nana, to take him outside and teach him, or give him some books to learn from, or direct him to Abuna to, to meet with him, or uh, if his time allows, he can come and attend youth meeting or something like this. If there is, God forbid, a fire next to us, what is the right reaction? Is it to discuss here how to protect the people from the fire, or what we need to do, or to discuss here whether the fire will consume the whole house or not, whether people in the fire will die or not? What is the best? What is the best? The best one is to jump, to put off the fire to try to help, not to, to discuss what will happen to them if the fire uh, did not hurt to them as, as persons yet. So after we know the law of knowledge and the law of love, unless you understand the law of knowledge and the law of love, and you can apply the two laws in any, in any challenge you face. Then, if you want to make a decision, there are four questions you need to ask yourself: Question like about dancing, about drinking, about dating, yani any of these debatable subject that people debate about. It. Okay There are four questions. Number one: is it offensive to others or not? As in politics okay. And these four questions are in the Bible, and I did not make them up. They are in the Bible. So, is it offensive or not? Number two, is it controlling or not? Gonna control me or not? Number three, is it lawful or not lawful? Either controlling me or not there is light? Is it uh, lawful or not? And then, is it suitable or not? Is it suitable or not? And some everything is lawful, but nothing controls me. Everything is lawful, but not everything is suitable. Everything is lawful, but not everything is helpful. Everything is lawful, but I can offend the others. Ask yourself: Is it lawful? So is it helpful? Is it ten, the fourth? Is it helpful? Helpful? Is it controlling? Going to control me? Yani make me an addict. The third is it helpful? Does it help me? Or the fourth? Is it offensive? Offensive in the biblical scripture means cause others to sin. You know, so offensive means to cause others to sin. That's the meaning of offensive. Right? So, what are the four things? And to look at the what are the four things? Uh, and everything is lawful, but not everything is thank you, thank you. Yeah. Hmm? Suitable, very good. Not everything is suitable. Hmm? Helpful, not everything is helpful. Yeah. Some things are very controlling. Number four. <laughs> offending others, causing others to say. Maybe causing others. But as an application, choose a subject debatable or apply this four When I want you to come to the conclusion. So the beauty of the Bible, the Bible gives us guidelines. Even there is no verse about dating in the Bible, no verse about weeping, no verse about smoking, no verse about marijuana. But the Bible gives you the guidelines, and through the law of knowledge versus the law of love. Do so you understand the law of knowledge and the law of love? Glory be to God forever.